0: hello fellow travelers thank you once again for joining me here on the unbroken ground uh, my name is paul and i'm so excited that you're listening whether this is your first time or whether you've listened to every single episode we are recording uh, i am recording my 12th episode again not counting some of the special other episodes that i do but the 12th one uh, where it's just me talking about jesus and uh And what it means to follow him and those type of things so excited that you're here uh, to hear and listen and I'm excited to uh, share with you this this week as well so a couple of just real quick uh, housekeeping things just as a reminder uh, if you want to follow along about what's going on with the unbroken unbroken ground uh, you can follow us on Facebook with there's a Facebook page for that Um, also on Instagram um, and you, listen, you can listen to these podcasts pretty much for you, from your favorite app. Wherever you wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, you can listen to this one. And also, I've been blogging lately on the, um, well, I guess, uh, officially on the Pathios um, blog space in, under the Evangelical. So if you go to pathos.com, go to Evangelical, look for the Unbroken Ground, uh, you can find my blogs there. So if you enjoy... Um, anything as far as things I say or or you want to learn, uh, I talk about some different things in my vlogs than than what I talk about in my podcast. So um, another great place to get connected. Um, So check those out. Share them with your friends. Share this podcast with your friends um, as we just continue to uh, find ways to encourage one another and hope that you find ways to be encouraged and, and follow Jesus. Uh, today we're going to be talking about, uh, the episode title is going to be called You're an Annoying You're You're the Annoying Neighbor, um, and uh, it's actually going to be about prayer. Um, so um, I'm not going to give any more away than that uh, before we jump into it, but uh, that's what it's going to be about. Uh, thank you again for listening. Uh, again, if you have any comments, uh, you can do that. You can comment on the Facebook page. Um, you can comment uh, by sending on the on Instagram, but also you can comment uh, by sending an email to theunbrokenground at gmail.com. That's ground at gmail.com. All one, all lowercase, all one big word um, put together. Um, So love to hear your feedback and anything, any encouragement you received. Um, So yeah, so uh, with that said, we're just going to jump in and uh, talk about uh, prayer. So um, at the risk of being even more rabbit than uh, sometimes I get, um, thinking back on some of the, the episodes I've done. Uh, I will tell you that um, there's been a lot of things that have gone into what I'm going to talk about today, and so I'm going to try to hit all the highlights of those and just uh, bring you into a little bit of the scary way my brain works, um, least scary to me um, because it's just uh, all over the place, but um, I think it's helpful. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but... Um, I have, so I'm gonna share. And um, I've been I've been th- reading through uh, the Gospel of Luke, just uh, thinking about what I want to do, how what I want to say in the podcast, and where what direction to go. Um, I thought I was gonna go in the direction of of doing some parables and and that kind of thing, and that uh, doesn't seem to be the uh, t- total di- direction that I'm going. Um, but I but as I was reading. Um, there's been a couple other things. I've been listening to a book, uh, audio book. Um, I have been uh, just thinking through, seeing some things on Instagram, and one uh, one of the things that just keeps seems to be popping back up is is prayer. And so I wanted to um, really think about that and really talk about that, and in the sense of being able to um, just really discuss and think through what it means to pray. Um, and so one of the things that, uh, one of the first things, first triggers or the first thing is the reason that thinking about that is that there's a story in the Bible, um, where it's called the transfiguration. And this is where uh, Jesus takes his three closest disciples up onto this mount. And, uh, Moses is there and Elijah is there and Jesus is there. And so they, um, they're seeing Jesus kind of in his glory and, um, Immediately after that, uh, they come down the hill and there's a, a boy who has a demon and, and, um, the disciples, the other disciples can't cast the demon out and they've been trying and they failed. And, and so Jesus comes down and, and he casts them out, cast the demon out. And the disciples say, they said, well, why, why couldn't we? And Jesus said, um, this one takes much prayer, um, and what I think is interesting about this is that um, this comes after the time when Jesus actually sends the, the disciples out um, two by two into the to the world to sh- to spread the gospel. Uh, this is this is a story after that, and and as he does, he lets them know that they'll be able to heal the sick and that the demons will will follow them, and they've probably have cast healed people and cast demons out in his name, um, and so. The question is what What does this mean that that Jesus is talking about? He says this one only comes out with prayer. Um, like you know, the, the simplest explanation is that the disciples just didn't pray, but that's that's probably not true. I think that um, the disciples did pray, and so Jesus is hinting at something I think a little bit deeper here um, when he's when he's talking about prayer. Um, and the second thing, so that's that's kind of one thread that's been going through just. Um, this idea of like, what does that mean? Or what is this prayer that Jesus seems to be discussing here? Um, and the second thread, um, this is one of those things, like I said, I don't know if it happens to you, but I was, I've been reading and think about, um, the story of Mary and Martha, uh, and the fact that, um, there, there is the, the, um, passage I want to talk about. Uh, that story actually happens right before the passage I want to talk about, so I think it's important to to know that that's in the background. That's at least in the context of things, and so there's a story where. Um, Jesus comes to eat at Martha's house and Martha's really busy, um, trying to put together, be a good host. And, um, her sister Mary is not helping. She's just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And so of course, Martha comes and says, Jesus, I'm, I am working hard here. Can't you see, you know, I've got all these guests to take care of. And my sister Mary is just sitting at your feet. And, and Jesus basically says, I love you, Martha, but... (laughs) Uh, Mary, there's many, you are worried about many things, but but there is only one thing that's important, and Mary is found, and it will not be taken from her, and and one of those things that happens in my life, um, one of those things where God just like, like I don't know, kind of hits me upside the head and tries to bring things, then like point things out and say, look, 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 look. Um, so today, uh, when I was at church, um, the pastor uh, spoke about this specific passage, and I was like, okay. So, um, yeah, so, so that's, that's in my back, back of my mind as well. Um, and I think that, um, the third, the third stream, so keep those two streams in mind. <laughs> I told you a little more rabbit trail than, I, than I normally am, although I'm pretty rabbit traily. Um, the third stream is I was uh, looking at Instagram and somebody had put the, a verse from John, which says that if you abide in me, and my word abides in you, I will abide in you. And whatever you ask, whatever you wish for, will be given to you, whatever you ask for. Um, and it's a very, um, it's, it's an interesting verse because um, I think that it, it brings to light our view of prayer. And I think all three of those things, that those three streams, get fed into what is prayer. Um, and and as we as I talk about the passage here in a moment too, it'll get even more. But I just want to go. Okay, I just want to think what is prayer. And and I think that um, when we when I think of prayer, a lot of times I just think of the the I've got to ask so, for something. I've got to, I've got to pray because I've got to ask. And, and it's very, um, in the moment and it's very just, um, in those moments when I need prayer, um, like, oh yeah, I've got to, I've, I've got to, um, I've got to ask, I've got to stop, I've got to talk to God. Um, and, um, and I think that for a lot of people, that's true, that, that prayer is just that moment when you realize, okay, I, I don't have the resources, or I don't have the ability, or I don't know what to do. And so we stop and say, oh, all right, God, I'm going to pray. And I think that, that Jesus's life is, is an example of, is, it's much more centered around prayer in the sense that um, Jesus is constantly finding time to, to just be with God um he he sneaks away um, into the wilderness. He He finds uh, the quiet places. He, he stays up all night long to just be with God. And I think that for um, for myself and maybe for you too, I mean, I don't want to label everybody that's out there, but I think that um, the idea of, of spending time with God is is sometimes just condensed really down into... The, the idea of like, oh yeah, I, I pray to God and so there's this there's this moment where I open myself up momentarily and ask for the things that I need or the things that I need for other people or the things that I can't do or or, or those things and and um, and then I'm done and so uh, I leave in, in a sense, I leave the presence I, I, I go back to the world. Um, and I think that that for Jesus prayer was, um, both things that it was a, it was a moment to pause and to specifically, um, address, uh, our, our need, um, our God's supremacy, God's glory. But it was also just that, that time that we spend with God. And so, so I think when the disciples were like, Hey, why couldn't we cast out this demon? Um, Jesus was when he said oh this one this one only comes out with prayer i think it was that there is a power there is a there is a, a presence there is a sense of god's will that comes when you live not just in a daily one one to five minutes even 30 minute prayer but that you just live in a constant awareness of who god is and and that you bring that you you abide in him as john as as john says that in such a way that your life becomes his life um, and, and the things that are important to him um, are the things that are important to you and, and the things that used to bother you and be very important to you are gone away. As Jesus would say, he says, he says child, you are worried about much, so many things you're worried, but there is only one that matters choose the one that matters and it won't be taken away from you you are worried about so many things but there's only one thing to worry about the only thing to worry about is do i abide in jesus in the vine do i live is my presence is my is my being is it is it found and fulfilled in who I am in Jesus. That's the important thing. That's what really matters. And if I do that, this this is what Jesus says. He says, seek first the kingdom of heaven and everything else will be added to you. And I just, I, I just, um, man, it just really struck me that I think that so many times I try to do things my way, Paul's way of this is what we're going to do. Uh, and then I'm like, God, I'm going to invite you in. <laughs> you can be a part of the things that I'm going to do. And, and it just it's so that that in such a way that I, that that you, you almost want to look back and go, did I just basically box God out? Because I'm like, I'm, I can do it. I can do it. I'll do it in my strength, God. I'll do it my way. I'll do what I want to do. Like and 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 I'm so worried about like what are people going to think about me? What are people going to think about what I do? What are people going to think about my success or so the stories that I can tell or 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 the resume that I can build and instead I go, "Oh, how do I rest and abide in Jesus?" There is one thing that's important to abide in him. And when we, when we rest in him, when we seek his kingdom first, everything else will be added. And so the truth is that some of those things that you're so worried about, that I'm so worried about, that I'm striving for, suddenly lose their value and no longer do you care. You just don't care anymore because they're not important, because they're not important to who god and what god is doing and who god is and and so you really so you let go of those things so so that's where i am (laughs) trying to figure out what that means and what that looks like every day um and directly after uh in luke directly after that story um <clears throat> Directly after Mary and Martha, um, there is um, this story uh, of the disciples coming to Jesus, and they say, Jesus, teach us to pray. Um, just like John, that is John the uh, uh, Baptist taught his disciples to pray, and this is in Luke chapter 11. Um, and, and this is, and so this is what, this is where Jesus teaches the Lord's prayer. Um, but then he goes on to say something that's, that's pretty interesting to me. Um, and it's a story that it's like, what, what are you trying to say is what my brain goes to. And so this is what it says that uh, Jesus, uh, so we're in John, sorry, Luke chapter 11, verses um, five and following says this, then he, then he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and he goes to him at midnight and says, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread, because a friend of mine on a journey has come to me, and I have nothing to eat before him. I have nothing to set before him. Then the one inside answers, Don't bother me. The door is always locked. The door is already locked, and my children are with me in bed. I can't get up and give you anything. I tell you, though he will not get up and give him the bread because he is his friend, yet because of the man's boldness, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. And so I say to you, ask and it will be given to you, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened to you. Ah, uh, for everyone who seeks, receives, he who everyone who asks receives, he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, the door will be opened. Which of you fathers, if your son asks for a fish, will give him a snake instead? Or if he asks for an egg, will give him a scorpion? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give your good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? I, I, I wonder... Um, like so the first the first thought that just comes to to brain, to my brain is that um what an annoying neighbor uh, that that you would be in bed um well all the kids are put down and the door is locked and everything is is ready for the night and and you're settling into your nighttime routine and here comes this this neighbor and he's knocking on your door and he goes I I I need some food. I I don't have anything for my friend who's who's got here for this journey, and and what and you and he just won't stop. He just won't stop. He won't go away. Um, and, and it's like okay. So Jesus, are are you saying that we should be annoying to God, that uh, that we should just be so persistent that God just goes like like the secret to getting prayer answered is is that we we're we're just, we're just annoying that God would just be like, oh, I can't stand you praying that prayer anymore. I'm going to answer it. And, and the answer is uh, no, (laughs) I don't think so. Um, But I do think there's some things here that, that really stick out to me um, about prayer uh, and about why we do it and about how we do it. And so I think the, I've got, I've got three things uh, three points about this from this story that I think is is that are that are important so i 'm going to hit those as succinctly as I can um, so but I think that Jesus ties together the story of teaching the, the disciples how to pray with this, this story about this this um, this friend um, for some very important reasons because I think that um, Teach us how to pray is not just teach us the words to say, because that's not the point. It's not finding, when you, when you want to pray, it's not finding the right words. If I, if I just say the right phrase in the right way, like I'm some kind of, as if you were casting some kind of magical spell, then, then you, you get your prayer answered, which is not what Jesus is teaching um, I re- I remember in my college years there was a a book that came out and it was about the prayer of Jabez which is a prayer from the Old Testament and this guy was like hey here's here's a prayer that God answers um, pray it um, and all kinds of people I remember listening to the radio one day and this lady won these tickets to the concert she goes oh I prayed the prayer of Jabez over this uh, she won us the prize and I was like really is that <laughs> really. Uh. I don't know. She won the tickets. Was it because she prayed the prayer of Jabez? Um, I like to think not. I, I like to think that what I what I take from the prayer of Jabez is that when the guy who was talking about it was like, Hey, um, you ought to, you ought to pray these things, um, what he did is we set up a expectation that God would answer prayer. Which was I, I think sometimes we, we forget. Or we we let it we let it slide, Um, or we just we we say a prayer and then it's like we've cast it up into heaven and we've 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 thrown it out into the wind and and we're like all right well it's no longer ours it's gone. But what this what this actually um, the prayer of Jabez the great thing that it did was that it it was like hey you if you say a prayer you start looking for the answers you start looking for how God answers your prayer Um, and. And yeah, I think what all of us are like, oh yeah, you've got to look for God to answer the prayer. I mean, that's why would you pray it if you didn't expect God to answer? But I mean, there is a, um, there's, there's kind of a, a skill to be persistent and to remember and, and to know what you ask God and then, and then to check back and say, did that happen? Um, and so Jesus is, is talking here about not just the words to say when he says when he teaches his disciples to pray and he gives them the Lord's Prayer, but he's talking about the heart behind it, and and he's and and the heart behind it is an annoying neighbor, <laughs> and so here's here's the three things or here's the first thing of the three things that I think you that we capture from this is this it's a dependence, the reason the neighbor goes to his friend to knock on the door is because he's got no other help. Uh, there's no Walmart 24 hours bakery to go to, to go get some food. There's no 24 hour McDonald's or Whataburger to to just go, hey, I'll just go pick up some food. And, and it's a matter of um, honor that that a friend has come and he has nothing to give. And so um, while we don't like, I mean, we in our world, we just go, well, sorry, buddy, you should have let me know you were coming um, In in that culture. It was a it was a very it was a very shameful thing to not it was to, to not have something to give to your guest, and so he was he was dependent upon his friend, because he couldn't make he couldn't do what he needed to do to to receive his honor to not be shamed, and so he was dependent upon his friend, and so um, he was he was he knew that the the only thing he could do was ask he knew that that was all that was in his power he the the, the all the stalls were closed he couldn't go buy anything um, and so he knew his friend he's like my friend has bread i will get some from him he was dependent and and that is the same thing that we that's the same way we are with god like when we pray it just reminds us that we are dependent upon who Jesus is and who God is and that we can't accomplish all the things that he has for us without him being with us. There's this great Bible story where Moses is, is talking to God and God's angry with the Israelites. And he's like, you guys go on without me. You guys go on, on without me because I can't go with you because I will destroy you. My, You guys are so just sinful and you, you get off track. And, and if I go with you, I'll destroy you. And Moses is like, God, look, you brought us out here. You brought me. If you don't go, I'm not going. If you don't go, I'm not going. Because Moses understood that the only way they would have success, the only way they could win is to have God with them. And so, our we have to understand that when we pray, one of the things that we we pray we're declaring with our prayer is God. We cannot do this without you, because it's true. And one of the the pitfalls that we have to avoid is is trying to figure out how to do things without Him. And and because it's so tempting to just to go out on our own strength and go and do when Jesus when Jesus says, depend, don't go do, go be dependent. That doesn't mean that we just, we can't do anything. It doesn't mean that we should sit around, but it does mean that our first instinct should be to say, God, we can't do this without you. What do you want us to do? And God will call us and he will direct us and he will send us all of those things, but only when we depend upon him. We can't, we can't put all of our plans in place and then say, God, oh yeah, hey God, can you bless these? Hey God, we've got it all figured out. Can you come alongside what we're doing? Instead we say, God, I, I don't have anything. I don't have it figured out. I don't have the, the knowledge, the wisdom, the talent. But God, you do. You have everything, and you can call me. You can gift me. But I am fully dependent upon you. So, first one is dependence. The second one is desperation. the The neighbor, again, this is the only place he can get the bread, and so he's desperate. My friend has come on this journey, and he's hungry. and And um, I'm going to shame myself if I if I can't feed him. And you have bread. Please give me the bread. And 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 there is a there's a desperation that comes with dependence because it it's a reminder that we are we we uh, we live in desperation for god and we try to cover over in so many ways that desperation we try to hide it we try to fill it uh, before we know jesus we try to fill that emptiness with all kinds of things and then even after we know jesus we try to we try to to hedge our bets like um, we 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 talk about oh we well you need to put together a good financial savings plan and you need to have a backup plan if this if this task or this job doesn't go the way you want it to do or you need to you yeah sure sell out to Jesus but make sure you you know what's gonna happen if if whatever you selling out for doesn't work. We try to to know to to dull we try to dull the edges of desperation because it, it makes us uncomfortable. It makes us uncomfortable to admit and to remember and to understand that we are we have nothing without God. That that we all of our resources pale in comparison to his all of our energy, all of our, our thought, all of our um, creativity is is nothing next to him and it's nothing unless he's with us and so um we must be desperate jesus jesus talks about this guy and he's like hey if you want you want god to answer your prayers it's not about saying the right words but it is about finding the right heart attitude desperation god i can't do this god i i I I I know that you you need you you want to move in big ways and you want to see your name glorified but I don't know how. I'm desperate to know to hear from you. I'm desperate to see you. I'm desperate to watch you move because I I don't know how I don't know where to go. I don't know what to do. I am desperate. It's not just a a, a moment where we go, "Hey God, Check it in. I'm good. you're good. I got everything under control. And I think that and I think that like the disciples, when they were trying to cast out that demon, they couldn't. I think there's a sense there that that they're like, oh, we really, really, really need Je- we really really need Jesus. We really really need God. And I think sometimes that we get the same way, that, that our desperate prayers are only because God has put us in a place of desperation and, and in, in reality every day we should remember that we are desperate for him. Every day we are desperate that he moves. Every day we depend upon him. Every day we need him more and more, and we, and we don't got it. <laughs> we're not in control. We're not, we're not the ones. We are, we, are, we, are des- we must be desperate, and we must admit that, and we must bring that. And so we say, God, I'm waiting on you. I'm desperate for you because I can't do it. I'm worried about so many things, God, but there's only one thing that's important. There's only one thing that's important: to know you, and to make you known, to abide in you. I'm desperate to do that. There's a story about a man who um, told. It's probably a. It's a myth. <laughs> Maybe it's not. I don't know. It's a story about Socrates, and there was this guy who. Wanted to follow him, and Socrates was this great teacher, and so this guy comes to Socrates and says, Socrates, I want to follow you. Um, Socrates ignores him and and walks on, so a guy follows him, and Socrates stops at the next place, and... Um, the guy says, Socrates, I want to follow you. I want to know your knowledge. And so Socrates ignores him and he, and he moves on and he finally gets to this, um, the, he goes out on the beach and he starts walking out into the water and the man's like, okay. And so he follows him as he walks out into the water and, and he says again, Socrates, I want to follow you. And so Socrates grabs him and shoves his head underneath the water and holds him down there. The guy's just struggling and struggling and, and just, just at the, about the time that he, didn't, he couldn't go on, Socrates pulls him up and he looks at him and he goes, hey. You can follow me when you're desperate enough for my knowledge, the same way you were desperate for that last breath of air. And I think while that is a a secular story, there's a spiritual truth behind it, which says that when we realize what true desperation is, when we, when we, we need God, like we need that next breath of air, that's when God. That's where God wants us. That's where God. God wants us to be that neighbor knocking on the door because we got nowhere else to go. Because we understand that I. We have no no power within ourselves. There's nothing we can do. We wait on you, God. We're desperate. And I think the, the last thing, um, that that uh, that that you that we see here is that um, Jesus tells us to be direct. The friend comes to the to the neighbor and says, "I need three loaves of bread. Give me three loaves of bread." And and I think that there's a there's a hesitancy, hesitancy sometimes for when we pray. There's a hesitancy sometimes when we pray to ask God directly, um, because it kind of puts things on the line. It kind of puts things in perspective. Um, so when, when we say, God, I'm desperate, I'm dependent and here's what I want. And, and I think that it actually brings God joy, um, to be able to answer direct prayers because when we can point to a, an answered prayer and then say that this is only, only God does this, God gets the glory. And, and that's really why God answers prayer. God answers prayer so that he should, he could be glorified. He answers prayer because he's a good father. be direct be bold that's what it says he says that that in the, in the in the uh here in the uh niv it says that he goes the man doesn't the man doesn't come out to answer him because he's his friend he answers him because he's so bold in the in the in the new living it says that he is um he he is um uh impertinent <laughs> that he is um he is you know, demanding <laughs> like because he doesn't answer him um because he's his friend but because he won't go away <laughs> i wonder sometimes in my own prayer life in my following god if i'm persistent or if i'm easily distracted and i think the answer is i'm easily distracted if i had been the person knocking on the door. And the guy said, wait, well, hey, I'm in bed, my kids are on bed, go away. Uh, I might have been like, ah, all right, what more can I do? But Jesus says, no, you be the kind of person that stays and, and knocks on that door until the neighbor answers. You be persistent. Because I, I think and what it comes down to is, how do we show God that we truly, truly, truly care? How do we show God that we aren't just casting up some prayers that um, eh, if they get answered, that'd be really cool. But if they don't, that would also be cool. But, but what really matters? And then not only how do we show God what really matters to us, but then how do we catch that vision where we catch and we say, oh, this is what, this is what really matters to God. How persistent am I in seeking what really matters to God? How persistent am I in praying for the things that God really cares about? Or am I just only aware of my need for prayer when something doesn't go my way, when I want something, when I, when things, when I can't make something happen? Or is this the constant persistence to say, God, I want to know you more. I need to know you more. I need to abide with you. I need the Holy Spirit. And that's what the the whole passage ends with. And I think that's the key, what Jesus is talking about here is that prayer is one of those ways that that we allow the Holy Spirit just to grow in our lives and to work in our lives and for us to know it. How persistent are you? How persistent are you at at chasing the thing that matters? How direct are you? How, how, how focused are you on chasing after the things that God cares about? How, how consistent are you at abiding in, in Jesus and, and allowing his word to abide in you so that the things that you care about are the things that God cares about and you do, And there's no separation. How persistent are you? How desperate are you? How dependent are you? Let us be annoying neighbors to God. Let us ask, let us seek, let us knock, let us do it with all dependence and desperation and directness, and let us do it with persistence. Because that's how we show that we truly care about the things we're asking about that we truly want to see God move, that we truly want to see him because we're bold and persistent in that. It's good that God doesn't just wait for us to always get it right. He answers prayers. He answers prayers that aren't bold. He answers prayers that are, that are small, quiet whispers. He meets us where we're at. But if you want to be, If you want to go deeper, if you want to be closer to who Jesus is, then one of the things you gotta get figured out is prayer. And not just the times where you say, Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta stop, I gotta pray because I have a request, but but how do you get to know God? How do you get to show him that you're desperate for him? How do you how do you how do you have your merry moment where you just go and sit at his feet because you know that that is the one thing that's important, and so that's the challenge. is It's not just to say, "Oh yeah, I can I can pray a prayer here or there." Or, um, uh, no, it's it's how do I how do I get to know who Jesus is? Because of all the things that we can do with our life, there's many things that you can do with your life, but there's only one thing that matters, and that's following Jesus. And the only way we can follow Jesus. Is by getting closer to him and closer to him every day. It's by seeking him with persistence, with desperation. God, I need I need you. I am desperate for you. And living out that and, and the things that we say and do. May your life be filled with opportunity to sit at Jesus' feet. May it be filled with moments where you declare your dependency and dep- desperation directly to God.